Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. Welcome, everybody, to my independence report. My name is Kevin McDonald, and uh, you're listening, obviously, to my independence report. <laughs> it's a Friday afternoon, and uh, it's a beautiful day here in Seattle, and I understand where our guest is. It's a beautiful day there, too. So we're going to talk to her for as long as we can keep her because she's got some incredible stuff that's going on. And first of all, I'd like to wish you, first of all, welcome Christina Shay, she's the CEO of Blue Skies Life, and that company has just taken off here in the really, really, and I mean really, in recent past, hasn't it? Yes, it's brand new. Thank you for the um, having me on your show. It's I love the intro you had because I'm all about positivity, and you know, Blue Skies Life is what I've I've coined my business. And yes, yeah, so we just launched actually the e-commerce last week uh, and it'll be growing from there, um, totally evolving every every week, really, because we're going to be adding new products, but also um, education and other elements to support wellness and self-care and positivity as a whole. Um, Blue Skies is uh, a symbol of hope for me and optimism, and that's why I named it blue skies and it's also spelt with a y if you maybe notice is because it's all about your why your purpose your passion and everything that drives you every day and uh so that's why i, I injected that why because a lot of people say oh you spelt it wrong I'm, I'm very capable of spelling correctly <laughs> it was done intentionally and that's really what i want people to do is think about how they live their life with intention and positivity and good you know good vibes you know Absolutely. Well, you know, I like to have people on who are living their passion, who are, have taken, who have lived their life and then realize that there's something else. There's something more. And they'd like to contribute back in a meaningful way. Let's talk about you a little bit, because you've had I like to call it a, um, a bad country music songs kind of life. <laughs> Oh, well, I should actually write a song. That's a good, I'm trying to, I'm actually in the midst of trying to write my book right now, but maybe a song might be more fitting. <laughs> um, yes, I have had quite um, an eclectic life, but also a lot of tumultuous um, events and tragedies that came along with that. Uh, so I don't know, I'll start from, I guess, you know, I just, did, I'll try to keep it somewhat concise, but um, I got married when I was really young, 21 years old to my high school sweetheart. You know, everything you have this picture, you know, what your life is going to be like. Well, it was very, very different because we used to ride motorcycles. It was more his passion than mine, I would say. But he tragically was, you know, killed by um, a, a truck. <laughs> so it was quite messy. And that's like an understatement in so many ways, but emotionally as well. So um, at 24 years old, I was widowed. Um, you know, I only had been married for a short period of time, even though we'd been together basically my whole life. So I kind of felt like I lost my whole identity as a person because we were always together. So it was really, really hard. And, and then also I lost my home. Um, you know, I lost friends because they were his friends. So it was like my whole life just exploded. And then I, even then I was working very hard as in marketing. So I was working for um, an agency, a small digital agency that was working with World Bank and uh, Canadian Bank here, but they're all around the world. Um, and I just one day, it wasn't so much the client, it was just working for that specific agency. I just got up and I actually just left. <laughs> Because it was a high stress job. And I'm like, you know what, when things like that happen, you just feel like life is so short. So you just I just got up and left. And then I started my own consulting firm at the time, like doing graphic design and so on. And then I met my second husband, um, which I was just, you know, it was too soon for me, really. I was a young person. I was still grieving and mourning, but I was, you know, you're vulnerable and so on. And I've worked really hard. I even had my little house again. You know, I, it was only like two years later, but now I was starting to settle into things. Except, you know, he was a wonderful man in many ways, but he had some issues of his own, which led to his eventual demise. We actually have a wonderful daughter, though. Um, so he passed away suddenly in 2016 um, around Valentine's Day. So it was, yeah, I know. So, you know, it was, and then, you know, the worst part of the whole thing was really telling my daughter that her father wasn't here. Like that was 
the worst moment in my life having to do that because there's no way I can fix it. You know, she was only 15 years old. Um, and you know, you're, when kids are little, you're used to be able to pick them up and maybe they bump their knee or, you know, they had a bully at school or something, but this is nothing I can fix. And it's not going to, yeah. even then I get teary eyed thinking about that moment, but yeah, so that was going on. I also was diagnosed then just before that actually with a brain cyst, which first they told me I had brain cancer. <laughs> so I, they had, you know, I collapsed literally in the financial, <laughs> I know I should be like a whole show. I collapsed in the financial district because I was working at that time again for Royal Bank, but um, different clients and so on. So I was using, I was working for my own business, but I literally collapsed and I was rushed to the hospital and a, a myriad of tests and nobody figured out what it was. And then they put me through a CAT scan and an MRI. And um, I actually lost my vision for a day. So it was like, you know, I was living in blackness and I was, you know, terrified. And I, I had my daughter at that time, obviously. So it was just um, a nightmare. And then, you know, everything kind of cleared up. My eyesight came back and I'm thinking, oh, everything's fine. The doctor calls me back. So I was having a lot of migraines. And, you know, I just thought it was a symptom of stress because I was working 24 seven. I was doing my gig and I was working for people. So I was with my side hustle and I was a single mom too, because my, my husband and I, at that time we had separated because he was an alcoholic. I mean, my daughter knows this. So, so it was, you know, it, it was, but we became good friends um, during that, you know, after he started working on himself, um, but we were still like a really close tight knit family. I know people didn't understand that. Um, I still loved him very much. It just, we, we couldn't cohabitate. Um, and he was working on himself and he was doing really well, but because of all the stuff that he put through his body, um, and he smoked two packs a day. I don't know at that point if he was still smoking too, but he was smoking about at least a pack a day. So all I can say is to everybody out there, you know, don't, don't smoke, please, especially if you have children, but he died of a massive heart attack. So it was really, really sudden, unexpected because he was doing well and things were looking good for him. But yeah, so I was rushed there. And then so they diagnosed me. This was just before he passed, like a few years before. And um, the doctor first told me I had brain cancer and it runs in my family. So I was like devastated. And I was thinking, again, what am I going to, who's going to look after my daughter? Um, but so I went on a little journey there. And um, I don't know how comfortable you talk about cannabis, but I discovered cannabis as a way to uh, deal with my pain. And I don't smoke, but it was using the oil and so on, mostly CBD, really. Um, because I was on a myriad of painkillers and stuff. And I didn't decided not to have the surgery because they said they said there was quite a risk of um, still losing more vision. And I didn't want to do that or risk that, especially with my industry, because I was very graphically oriented. And that was my career. And I was still self employed. So yeah, so over the years, I just dealt with it, of course, you know, and I have other symptoms and dizziness and so on. But uh, that really helped me get through because it started weaning me off some of the medications that I was on that were very, very addictive which as you can imagine, is not a good thing. Um, you know, opioids and all of those things. And, you know, I just came to like, you know, I was functioning, but I was not maybe my best, obviously, when I came home. So yeah, so that 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 really kind of and, and since then, my brain cyst has now shrunk quite considerably. And it's quite manageable. So that's good news. But yes, losing two husbands, I would never have pictured that in my, you know, when I was getting married, or it's, you know, a young, young girl, like never in my entire future. And, you know, and then I went through a series of other things, which I can't always talk about because uh, I did get in legal battles with some of these people, but are the organizations. Yeah, but sexual harassment, harassment, these things were constant because I was in, you know, I was young and, and, and people found out I was, you know, unmarried and so on. So it became like a kind of a target. <laughs> but, but, you know, I, I fought back and I didn't know how to do that when I was younger. But I think, you know, stand up for your rights, stand up for what is right. Um, I also want my daughter to know that, you know, you can have a voice and everything that you, you know, you matter, your voice matters and your human rights matter. But so there was a lot of that. And um, just recently, um, before COVID, I was working for as an SVP in marketing, actually, for um, communications and so on for a, a company that was involved with cannabis. But um, I it really was just um, a wake up call. I was uh, COVID happened, got laid off. I wouldn't say that, you know, again, I was working that treadmill because before when I was diagnosed, I was trying to get my uh, life back, right? And um, trying to balance, you know, you're always trying to balance because when I was first diagnosed, I was doing my, med I was doing meditation, I was eating right, I was doing yoga almost every day. I was very fit. I was probably the best I was in my entire life. And then when I started working for this other company, because of the acceleration of the industry itself, everything was like dog years. So one year in the cannabis industry was like seven in a regular. So you're working all the time um, just to keep up with the pace of this new sector. Um, and I just, uh, you know, I was going to bed at like 
two in the morning, waking up and I was working on a computer at seven in, in the morning. So I wasn't getting any sleeping. I was going back to this whole life that I had before. And I realized this is not what I want. This is not how I want to live my life. And I think a lot of people during COVID have um, decided to reset and rebalance. So that's when I've, I've been wanting to do this for a long time. And it's my passion project, but it's also a business endeavor is really to promote self-care um, non-toxic natural products because a lot of what you put on your skin and your body um, dictates your health um, and also what you consume and also how you live so I blue skies life is all about positivity it stands for sustainability non-natural non like natural products non-toxic um, ethical trade and gender equity and, and and I think it's just about creating love and that's what I really want to do is share with the world is live well love well and, um, you know, you do have one life to live. And all my experiences, it's just really cemented that for me. Uh, I don't want to leave this world um, in a, you know, without my daughter knowing that um, I've left the place, you know, left earth, the earth in a, in a positive way. And I hope she can follow that example and be happy. And you found and you're going to leave it better than you found it. I, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I, I would love to see kindness be the new contagion like i don't know i don't want to swear but f covid and let's make kindness and empathy the new contagion and you know people i think hopefully during this i think have seen that and, and have been doing amazing things within their own communities as well well on the uh, you haven't heard it yet but at the end of the uh, broadcast i have a, a closing that and basically it says uh, be kind to one another because each other's all we've got and uh, so it's it's really important. But by the way, before I get too far, I want to make sure that I uh, uh, shout out to Lamori Media, who is the ones that put us together. And uh, Tracy is an extraordinary woman and yes. is is doing some great work. And is I, I, what I love about her a lot is that she is. Uh, oh, and she's watching. That's I've, hey, Bob, how you doing? Um, but but. Uh, um, what I love about her is the stable of people that she's working with all have a positive mindset. All are trying to make the planet better, trying to do great things and are following their passions. Um, and which is what you're doing with. And I imagine that your daughter's extraordinarily proud of you. Yeah. She always, sometimes I say, don't be like me, but cause I've worked myself to death almost twice. Um, but she, I am so proud of her, what she's gone through and losing her father. And, you know, she's developed, um, I, I, you know, I mean, she wouldn't mind if I say this, so I'm going to she's developed anxiety. I have anxiety myself sometimes, but just through all the trauma, but she's going to university in Ottawa and Canada and she's, uh, she wants to do better things and she wants to help people. So she's studying criminology and psychology because she wants to help people who've maybe gone off the you know, the regular path and need help. So that's her passion right now. So she's in third year university. I couldn't be prouder. She just called me today that she got some A's and a B plus on some papers that she was like, so I'm so ecstatic and excited for her. And I always tell her the world is your oyster, no limits, no boundaries. Think, think big and dream big and um, things will happen. You know, it's interesting because when I was reading about blue sky, and uh, and you, you're right, or blue skies, and you're right, it is misspelled with a Y rather than an I. But I was thinking about that because your your company is is really is dedicated to women. And of course, men have got the X chromosome and women have got the Y chromosome. And so that that fits perfectly in with what you're with what you're doing. You know what? I never even thought of that. I mean, we are, of course, inclusive, so gender, but yes, very much female focused um, and those who identify as females. You've got some beautiful kimonos up there. I think they're <laughs> wonderful, but it's not something that I think I would wear. <laughs> well, maybe not yourself, although I have called them also. I'm going to be starting to advertise them. I've had some unique men that have or or um, individuals have reached out and I said, well, that can be a kimono. <laughs> so so it could be a kimono. Um, but you know, it's if to each his own and it's, um, they are beautiful. They're a hundred percent mulberry silk and not only their mulberry silk, which is the top silk that really you can buy, but it is organic silk. So, um, they're produced and grown with ethical, um, sustainable in mind, like eco-friendly. And also the designer who actually puts them together, she absolutely no waste whatsoever. She uses them as a bolt and she puts them together and there's absolutely no waste plus they're hand painted designs. So they're very, very unique. Um, 
And they're just, they float. They make you feel magical and your life should be magical. So if there's somebody who wants to go look at that um, and uh, they would go to Blue Skies, uh, what's, it, what's the website? Again? Yeah, d- uh, www.bluesguyslife.com. And yes, the spot with a Y as well, just like below in the uh, caption there. So yeah, blueskies.com. You can see them right there. Just scroll down a bit, but they're also under um, apparel and the collections are named Mind, Body and Home. So, and then you can look into the individual collections. So they're more experiences like to me at Mind, Body, Home, um, because a lot of people are at home. So we're gonna be introducing all sorts of other ones, but the kimonos are one of my favorites because I just feel beautiful. Um, and you can wear them with jeans, you can wear them with a nice dress. Not that people are going out to, you know, the opera these days or anything, but, um, but if you're floating along the beach um, or even just in your backyard and you want to feel beautiful, like they're just stunning. And the artist that makes them are, she's, she's got a beautiful energy too. So there's butterfly design, which is fitting. And there is also, I call it a wakiki. It's like a palm tree aqua feel, um, kind of like a Hawaiian vibe, I guess. And I'm trying to remember them all now. And there's, um, Oh, geez. But there's quite a few beautiful ones. Those are my two favorites. Oh, there's a Jade Peony, which I just sold one yesterday. So um, they're absolutely stunning. If you check them out. But we have a lot of other items as well that are just more like hair and skincare. And um, hmm. how do you source? Because um, I know that it's very important for you to source things um, um, that are natural and are highest quality and are made pr- appropriately and the and the people have the right um desire behind their products that's got to be hard to find uh occasionally it is, it is like yeah thank you for saying that because it is because i'm very um much about the core values of the business blue skies life is about what i just said but for example what we did say was not actual non-toxic products a lot of um skincare touts that they're natural organic but when you read the labels it's so important to understand those labels we have no parabens no phthalates no fragrances fragrances when you see that word fragrance um, if it's not identified as an essential oil or something which fragrance by nature i wouldn't buy anything that says fragrance because it's usually artificial um and yeah we use everything that's ethically sourced as well even if the raw ingredients i have a shea collection my last name is shea as you can see um so and i love shea butter so actually i sourced um and the raw ingredients are made in ghana through an ethically um produced uh, uh format and the women that work in the community there it gives them work and it's ethical um and all the recipes have been handed down from um the founders of the company uh, from his mother and so he's made them his own by infusing some different elements to it but there's like infused with lemongrass and lavender and some beautiful things like coconut so you can feel like you're tropical they're so good for eczema they're good for dry skin but also you can be at peace that there's absolutely no toxins in it um, no not unnatural chemicals for example just a stat about 561 chemicals are usually what each woman puts on their body before they leave the house um, especially before COVID, but going to work like hairsprays, um, you know, lipsticks that have PFAs and which are um, toxic as well. Um, and, you know, anything from their makeup to their skincare. So all that gets into your body and it accumulates over time. So, you know, especially for me having that cancer scare, but or having, you know, the brain cyst, all that stuff accumulates. It can cause Alzheimer's, it can cause cancer, it can cause a variety of diseases or immune diseases. Like, so it is so important to think people don't think about what they put on their skin, but it's the largest organ on your body and you have one body to live in. So take care of it. And if you educate yourself, it's just like people want to eat well. I mean, you don't really want to, I mean, everybody, I won't lie once in a while, I have a bag of chips <laughs> and I like my glass of wine. Okay. I'm human being, but at the end of the day, you know, you want to have that 80, 20 rule, right? So 20%, maybe you indulge and 80% you're trying to live naturally and live well. People are so much more um, aware now of toxin, you know, or toxic products, but also what they eat. So apply that to your skin and your hair. And a lot of them have formaldehydes too, which who wants to be a pickled frog, right? <laughs> did, you, did you say that the typical woman puts 500 different uh, products on her body before she leaves the house in the morning? No, not 500 individual products, 561 chemicals. So, oh, okay. yeah. I'm glad we, I'm glad we cleared yeah. that up. But, yeah, no, that would take forever, right? <laughs> I was going to say, that's, that's why my, my ex-wife was always late. Is <laughs> putting all that stuff on and stuff, yeah. you know. 
Yeah, that could be, but um, I think she might not leave the house for a week if it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, no, because when you add them all up, like anywhere from the makeup that you put on, the hairspray, the shampoos, the conditioners, the fragrances, the perfumes, the, the body lotions, you name it. And they add up real fast. And I was surprised by that stat. So, and in, and in the United States, I don't know the exact number, but um, actually United States is very careful with a lot of the uh, certifications and approvals they do for um, the cosmetic industry. But here in Canada, we don't have as many restrictions I've noticed, which is strange to me. Um, but yeah, so it's so important to really know your labels. I'm going to be doing actually a, a little webinar in a few weeks about clean beauty and labels so people can know how to read and understand what they're putting into their body. So Thank I think that, yeah, yeah. Because I, I was in the uh, restaurant and food service industry for a long time. And so I can tell you that uh, as a manufacturer, a lot of times they sneak stuff in there. And if you don't know what it is that they're putting in there, then it can be emulsifiers. It can be all sorts of all sorts of things that, that are not good for you that can be in certain products. And they can even label them as all natural. And exactly. have some of that stuff in there, and, and so you got to be careful. You got to. So I'm glad you're doing the label thing. That the education yeah. is key. Education is key. So going back to the values, I mean that that's one of the main ones, actually, natural, non toxic, but also sustainability. Like to the best of our ability, we try to ensure that packaging is either recycled or recyclable, or um, less packaging the better. So you know we want to make the planet a better place and have some you know, somewhere to have our future generations to live well. So, you know, plastic is a big thing. Um, we do have some that are packaged in plastic, but they are recyclable or recycled uh, um, uh, elements. But we're continually working towards that. Um, and also ethical trade. So we're coming out with a really exciting line in our culinary line. Um, they're going to be coconut bowls. So uh, they're, they're made, yeah. So, I mean, it sounds really weird, but I think they're really cool. They're great for smoothies. So what they do is they farm the coconuts, but they usually just throw the shells away and there's whole landfills filled with these things. And there's coconut farmers and they're not usually being paid very well, but we ensure that like my supplier ensures that um, they are paid well of 30% above what they're usually paid actually, because they're um, below poverty, even in their own countries, which is third world in, as it is. So, and we're also recycling the coconut shells. So, and they're artisans from local communities. It gives them um, additional resources of income. And so we have a line of, we're calling it the love campaign. So it's coming out in about a month. So look it out because it is actually called the love campaign. And we have love engraved on the coconut bowls and they're great for smoothies, salads, even, you know, anything. It doesn't have to be summer to use these. And we have bamboo uh, straws because we don't want to be having plastic in our oceans. So we have reusable and sip of love is um, on, engraved on those. And uh, some really cool, we call them a Buddha spoon, but there's some culinary spoons and forks and so on, like a, a spoonful of love. So it's all about spreading love and kindness and being kind to our planet, being kind to ourselves. And so we're doing some really cool things like that as well. So that's very important sustainability. That's just one example. And uh, also truth and transparency. So as you said, a lot of people put natural on and it's not natural. And I'm always very honest about what's on there. And if there's any questions, I would always answer my consumers and be honest and transparent about everything that's in the product and also how it's then produced and manufactured. And our other um, two core values is uh, definitely uh, gender parity or equity and inclusivity as a whole um, for women, but also for people of minorities or those who identify as women. We just want to really elevate we want to elevate women we want to elevate um everyone really at the end of the day it's not just women because men are part of the whole picture we need men to champion women's rights and um and and minorities as whole. Well. we are all part of that and our last one is love of course so we do everything with love and an intention in mind so and, go ahead sorry oh, well, i was just gonna say do you find that that in the manufacturing world in the business world that that people are taking your approach more and more or are you kind of an outlier because it's more expensive to operate that way? Your profit margins have to be a lot skinnier in, in order to keep, keep your uh, product going and stuff. Do you find that people are, are moving more along the lines of sustainability? 
And this has been a passion of mine for a long time. And when I've worked for other companies, um, I think sustainability and some of these integral, I mean, uh, core values, I think they're becoming more popular, but some of them are just lip service. And I hate to say that. And it's sad because as I just said, a lot of people say they're natural, they're not natural. And I just, you know, I work for companies where I suggest, okay, we should use this type of packaging or we should not be using these type of ingredients because we're marketing it as a natural product. When in fact you actually have, you know, colors that are even proven to have carcinogenic issues or fragrances and things like that, that are absolutely unnatural. And then the packaging, but a lot of them, the bottom line is really what they care about and they'll market it however they want. So that's, I mean, I'm hoping that there's more and more people being honest and truthful um, in terms of their uh, structure. And some of it, some companies use it as corporate responsibility. I, I, you know, I don't really buy that. I mean, that should be your whole way of business. It shouldn't be just an outlier of your, like something that you're going to market that we're corporately responsible and we give back. Okay. So we give back, but every day you do business, you should be walking your talk. So if you're not sustainable and you're putting everything, um, you know, with oil produced products and um, so on, or toxic ingredients, like you were saying in the food industry, like that's not being truthful or transparent. And, Eventually, people will find out and it will do more damage to your brand and reputation in the long run. What I'm also finding or have found in my career, tell me if it's true for you, is that it's unfortunate, but accountants play a much too big of a role in what happens as far as the promotion and the marketing and the, the ingredients of the products that are put in there. Because an accountant will say, you know, we got this fragrance here that's $2 a gallon. And we've got this other one that is $50 a gallon. Why aren't we using the $2 a gallon one, even though it's got stuff in it that can hurt you? Um, because they don't care because they're interested in the bottom line. Exactly. I do. For me, that's not the, our reality. But the truth is, yeah, that is very true. I mean, I've experienced that and been in boardrooms where that there's a discussion. And no matter how much you would champion one direction, the bottom line was that they just wanted to save a buck. Um, but at the end of the day, you're poisoning people um or you're you're, you're you are at the end of the day that is really you what and you know you you have a fact you actually affect their life you affect their health and you're marketing something that's a lie and i i just don't believe in that i mean it's different if you weren't aware of it for whatever reason and then you 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 recall it or you do an announcement but going forward and knowing and knowing what you're doing with ingredients that can actually harm people. I always find it funny with like, there's, you know, certain companies, which I won't say, but they have this harm reduction campaign and I'm like harm reduction. Huh? <laughs> That's a marketing term. That's a marketing term. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I don't want to do anybody any harm. I mean, obviously everything in moderation, but if you're saying basically your product is causing harm, but harm reduction, I mean, like, why don't you just take the harm off the table? Like, not reduction, just take it off. <laughs> and yes, unfortunately, the dollars are often the deciding factor with the, you know, controller or the accounting um, when they're formulating products or how they're packaging it um, or labor. Like, let's think about that, too. So when you're sourcing it offshore, um, yeah, it's great. To, we can manufacture here. But if you are going to manufacture and you can do that, but then make sure that it's actually contributing to the community. You're not, you know, operating and producing designer clothes in a sweatshop where people get, you know, they're being paid ridiculous amounts or there's like where they can barely live and they're working 24 seven or in an unsafe environment or children um, really know where you're getting your raw materials from. So that's been a big journey for me because it's been a long journey just to resource all those things and also know that the companies have ethics that I'm working with in terms of suppliers. Um, and I will always stand by that. And if I find out that someone's not following those values that we initially share, then I cannot work or condone or carry those products, unfortunately, because um, I believe in integrity. And I think that's what a lot of things, a lot of companies um, really need to go back and evaluate and how they treat their employees too on that matter for that point. too. Well, you know, I, and I've never understood it uh, because in the, my way of thinking, if you pay a little bit more than the average, you're going to have a workforce that is more loyal to you. They're going to stay. They're going to get better at their jobs. Their productivity is going to go up. Uh, so actually, at the end of the day, I firmly believe that if, if you did a study, that you may find that you actually are saving money by paying more 
exactly. than, than having high turnover and having to continually train new people because they're leaving you for because they can't afford to live there and you've got children involved and it, it, it can be a really nasty business if you're so I'm glad that you're you're making them toe the line. Yeah, you're spot on there. And brand culture is really key. And we're talking about purpose. The company has a purpose, hopefully most do. I don't know if they all do, but obviously I do. But the um, employees have their own individual, you know, purpose and goals too. And I think if you're building a brand culture, you want to ensure that, um, you know, if you're a tree hugger company that, you know, your employees are tree huggers too. But, um, and that, and I'm kind of one of those, but I mean, and believe in climate change and they believe in making um, progress and positive change. But also those individual employees need to feel empowered that they are making change. And if they're working for a company where they are a tree hugger and they're working for a company that's totally not walking their talk, you can see the disjoint there. And and I do agree totally training, brand culture, paying them fair wages. You're going to save so much more. And then people who are burnt out, like, I mean, people use they want unwavering loyalty from their employees, but they don't give back to their employees, um, you know, and they're working 24 seven. And during COVID, I know a lot of people that are employed from, you know, that they would be working too much with Zoom burnout and so on. But really recognize that and communicate and reward and recognize, reward and recognize your employees. And, um, you know, you it'll pay pay tenfold if you do that. You'll keep people and uh, people will be happier and they will uh, support the brand and they will support you and they won't take you out back and kill you when they have the opportunity <laughs> because you've been, you've been a mean employer to them and stuff like that. So exactly, exactly. And also, yeah, I mean, I think brand culture is all, all what it's about. Walking so you just opened your doors. How's it going so far? It's I know you know something. Yes, I'm really, really excited. Obviously, we just opened, we just started selling. So um, we've got quite a few orders already coming online. And um, I can just, I really hope to, uh, you know, take it to the next level in the next year and then just keep building and evolving, especially with the different plans we have to, we want to build a membership platform where we're providing education on a consistent level that's valuable for living well. Um, I call it living your blue skies life. Um, so everything was not only like, you know, the products that we're serving, but also just how to live well with purpose, mindfulness, we're looking at meditation classes, we're looking at, you know, anything that's online that supports, you know, living well, um, motivational um, speakers, things like that. So it's going to be really an all encompassing living well full circle. And our logo is in a circle too. Um, I've always believed in, you know, continuing the circle and making everything 360. And that's how what we can't always live it perfectly, but trying to make sure that uh, living well, I call it wellfulness, um, you know, that's part of your life. And when you're not living well, that's when you become unhappy, whether it's, you know, products you're using, of course, or where you're working or the relationships or just not working or working too much. So, I mean, all those things come into play and um, facets of wellness for me are what I define, on, uh, which was going to be our next blog, but um, is really not only the, just the physical mind body but we also have spiritual we have our environment and those are really key facets to wellness i mean there's a whole plethora of other ones if you really want to really drill down but it's much more than body and it's much more than physicality and it's even more than just your mind it's a spirituality and a connection with other people as well i love what you're doing with that because that that so many people that I'm, that I'm aware of, and that's one of the reasons why this show exists, is that they don't have a place. They don't have anywhere to go where they can um, be with like-minded people and understand a new way of being, a new way of living that they hadn't thought of before. And uh, so I love, I love you going down that road because motivational speakers and classes and seminars and all of that can help educate people as well as teaching them how to read a label, which is pretty, pretty good and, and, uh, and important. So I, I, I applaud you for doing that. That's, that's awesome. Well, thank you. And now you, you are located in Toronto, Canada. Yeah, we're just outside Toronto, Canada, so I'm in a, um, Burlington, Ontario, which is about 45 minutes from Toronto. I worked most of my career downtown financial district, where I epically collapsed. But um, 
Yeah, so I mean, it was definitely kind of a corporate burnout there. But yeah, I love Burlington. It's actually voted one of the top 10 places to live in Canada. I think it's number three. I can't remember number two. But yeah, it's it's a beautiful place to raise children. I'm looking at a blue sky day right now out through my window while I'm talking to you. Um, it's, it's wonderful. But I also love, um, I've not yet been to Seattle itself, but I've been to Washington and I've been to many states and I love the United States. I can't wait to come over the border once again. No, no, you aren't. The products are available in the United States, correct? Yes, they are. You can order online. We're going to be doing a U.S. dedicated site too with the credit, but it just basically converts Canadian, which Canadian dollar is very good for you guys right now. So yes, you can go to blueskieslife.com and it will be in Canadian dollars, but it will convert to what your currency is, which is usually a deal these days. And uh, the shipping and everything, yeah, totally available. We have um, even like all the products we have, they're all on there. So anything that you want on there, we may be actually even offering some products that will not be available in Canada um, that are hemp oriented, um, but because we can't sell them here, which is kind of silly. I know. You, I thought it was legal there. I know it is, but it's only legal if you are selling them in a retail store that is from run by like organized and regulated by the government. So, um, yeah, stay tuned is all I can say, because I'm really looking exciting to really put some exciting new products out for the States. So yeah, stay tuned. It's probably like a f about a year runway, but maybe more, I don't think it'll be more. It'll be less because I'll get to market very, very soon with these. So I'm very excited about those because cannabis and hemp, um, hemp is great for the skin, but, um, even tinctures like cannabis tinctures and so on, they're really great for your overall health, um, building, um, I don't know if you know the, about the endocannabinoid system, which is all about creating balance in your body. It's not just about cannabis. It actually, um, the regulation that your body uses to keep everything in check. So it's kind of like your um, control center um, for your whole body. So cannabis is one of those really wonderful compounds that really can help you on so many levels on like, you know, your mind, your body, um, from circulation to anxiety to just overall health. Like it's um, it, cannabis is and CBD are, are fabulous to integrate into your everyday life. It's a botanical and my, my products are all about natural products and botanicals as well. And to me, cannabis is a botanical. It's a plant. It's, I say, go back to the roots, right? And the roots of health and medicine are a lot of the ancient or traditional, um, you know, plant medicine that our ancestors used. And one of them was cannabis. Yep. And we're just in here in the United States. We're not all together there yet. There are states like Colorado and Washington that that is legal and, and uh, but Federally, they are a little bit behind, but hopefully that they will make it legal throughout the country. Yeah, and it's one of many plants, right? So that's how I look at it. But yeah, living well is is just, I think, keeping everything in check. So that's why I mentioned the endocannabinoid system, but your mind check, your body check, you know, your spirituality, your social connections, your spirituality, and then how you in interact with the world, which is to me the environment. It could be your work, but it could also be your day-to-day -day life and how you um, operate in the world, whether it's sustainability or just um, what you give back. It amazes me that um, as I learn more about cannabis and hemp specifically, that we're still chopping down trees to make newspapers when, mm -hmm. we, when we could use uh, hemp and, uh, and also to make clothes, yes. and which is a much more environmentally friendly way of operating. I we don't do it because again it's those stupid accountants that are getting in the way of exactly. who how they can make money. Yes, I would totally agree there. I mean, it's it, they make more money chopping down trees and, and rooting the Amazon rainforest than they do just using something like hemp, which you can't smoke it and get high. It's you know, it's like people can make bath bombs from it. People can make um, concrete blocks, like they're not concrete, but hempcrete, I think, is what they call it. You know, these are more they're strong, they're sustainable, they're durable. You can make clothing, like even clothing to sell hemp clothing can be a big issue online. It's like, what what are you going to do? Smoke clothing? I don't think so. So, um, <laughs> so um, yeah, so it's ridiculous, really. But at the end of the day, you're right in paper. And there's so many things that we can use hemp for. And it's also, I don't know, a lot of people don't know this, but in Chernobyl, they used hemp plants. It also can extract all the toxins out of the ground. So when you have an infected um, site, you know, where there is some contamination 
Um, if you plant those hemp plants or cannabis, you know, they help extract a lot of those toxins. You might not want to consume those plants after, but there's so many different um, applications that we can use for this amazing plant. And we should be really integrating it and making it totally accessible. And it should not have a stigma attached to it. It's like silly. It's like saying echinacea. Oh, that's like wrong. It's a drug. No, it's a plant. <laughs> so and it's, um, I think you're absolutely spot on there. I would love to see that like hempcrete buildings be made and, you know, affordably too. It's quite affordable uh, clothing. I'm going to, I'm going to look into that a little bit because we have got a city in, in Washington is called Tacoma. I don't know if you're familiar with it. <laughs> they had an, um, a arsenic plant that spewed out arsenic for decades. Oh, wow. And they've they've done some research and they've looked to see that it is in the soil. It is in the soil yeah. of of um, playgrounds, and oh because it's just you know because it just goes up in the air and then it falls wherever it's going to fall, and and so we have kids that are being affected by that. And you're telling me that that planting hemp there will help absorb the arsenic and will will take that out of the out of the soil. It might take um, time, but yes, it would help. I'm not a scientist on that level, but yes, you can do your research on it. And yes, hemp plants could definitely um, mitigate some of that risk. And I can't believe they would have children playing in a contaminated site. Well, the, it, it's not even it's not even that site. It's all throughout the county um, wow. because it, it was it was there for a very long time, and they didn't they didn't clean up uh its emissions until the 70s so yeah. it was there for like 50 years uh, so it, it is it is crazy and but see at least with hemp we're doing something we're not doing anything right now so yeah, step forward i think like you know they can try it and test it out i mean what's the harm it's a plant it's not going to cause more contamination anyway and it will create more CO2 for the environment and oxygen. So, um, yeah, and good, good, good emissions, not bad. And yeah. hopefully be able to, yeah, I would suggest um, looking into that. Maybe you can suggest them to try that. I mean, it would be amazing. They do it in Chernobyl. So. Oh, that's that. Make, well, we also have got a place called Hanford, which is where they've buried all the nuclear waste from the country for the last 50 years. And that's in eastern Washington. They probably should, should consider <laughs> <laughs> something like that too but let's get back to you and uh and uh blueskieslife.com because it's important that people first of all go to your site uh which is www.blueskies with a y yes. live.com and you can look around the beautiful site i was looking there just not too long ago this morning and uh it's it's well done and it's it's all designed to be natural and fresh and and uh and to help in a myriad of ways talk to about the coconut oil or is it coconut oil or what, what, what which is the oil that you that you have there um well there's a few things so there is um there's a if you're talking about a serum which is kind of like an oil um that's a rosehip serum so it's again it's beautiful for your skin um it's all natural it's not like some of those estee lauders that's so maybe what you're referring to so um we can talk about shea butter too but it is that's good that's that's what it is so Shea, the Shea Butter Collection, that is what, I mean, one of my passionate, that's one of my favorite collections because it is my last name, Shea, I love Shea, but it is, um, Shea Butter is a natural uh, plant again. It's made from basically, then uh, emulsified and put into a butter basically, and it's all natural. There's no chemicals, even the lavender and the lemongrass and there's coconut um, infused uh, essential oils. Those are all natural as well. So they're great, as I said, for eczema, um, or any dry skin or just plain moisturizer. It's for every skin. We also have um, hair reconstructor that's by the same line. It has shea, but it also has hemp as well in it. Uh, and it's great for dry hair, just restoring. And there's no nat unnatural chemicals. A lot of shampoos have formaldehyde in them too. So there's also a line of Castile shampoos. But the shea butter is my favorite. It's great for body. It's also great for makeup removing. <laughs> um, but it's it has a multi-purpose and uh, you know, the shea nut is, it's, it's been used for all sorts of different things around the world. Um, but as a butter, it's, it's healing. Like I have a friend that has eczema and she's tried it and she goes, I've tried all sorts of medications. She goes, but like steroids and all sorts of other things. And you know, they just, well, they're not good for you anyway, but she says it's cleared hers up and she had quite bad eczema. 
So I, I think it's, it's amazing. I have dry skin too. Um, and I think what I love about it the most is the smell and it's got, it's not overwhelming. You can tell it's really natural, but I also just love how it feels on the skin. It absorbs very quickly. It's, um, you know, it's, it's a raw ingredient. As I said, it's made from a community uh, and gathered and, and um, then processed in Ghana, which is where they grow it. It's all natural, no pesticides, no chemicals. Um, it helps the local women there, um, you know, for income and they're actually paid very well. And then that raw ingredient is then shipped over here into Canada. And that's when it's really manufactured and packaged um, and infused with a lavender, infused with a lemongrass, um, or even orange bergamot, which is one of my favorites. That's my favorite right now. I can't make up my day, make up my mind. Usually it's one week I'll do lavender, one week I'll do orange. But it's, um, it was funny because when I was trying to reach out to the suppliers and they said, is your name really Shay? Is it a joke? I'm like, no, it's not a joke. This is my name. <laughs> I, I, my, my, my last husband, uh, let him rest in peace, but his last name was Shay. And so he's my married name and I'm, I'm very proud to still carry his name. And um, it's funny because he's Irish and I am Swedish Irish. So I have a bit of wee bit of Irish in me too, but there's no Irish or Ireland in in shea butter <laughs> but but um because i always tell people christina with a k shea like the butter and coconut butter or not coconut sorry shea butter but with the coconut that's my favorite right now besides the orange so i was i was excited there for a minute because you said that uh, one of your products was a hair restoration product and and uh and i was i was thinking way i could use <laughs> Well, I can't, use promise, I can't promise it'll grow hair but it will oh, help um, and thickness and um, you know it's also great for african-american hair um, really that's probably what it was designed for initially however I use it on my hair and you can't see but I have a plethora of hair it's like a big lion's mane you most of the time it's really quite wild <laughs> but um, I, I think it's great for everybody and anyone and there's natural castile shampoos there's a passion flower shampoo as well um, and again it's made from the same line so there's the shea butter for your body but there's also the hair and there's black body soap with the shea in it as well, which is, again, all natural, no uh, artificial fragrances, no waxes and parabens and things like that. So you can rest assured. And uh, I just love it. It's like one of my signature collections. And everything I choose, it's handpicked that I actually use on my own body. And if I don't like it, I won't use it and I won't sell it. So it's always tested by me and also a, a basically a panel of select other uh, women and men, actually, for that matter, uh, who give me their feedback as well. So it's not even just mine. So you've started uh, real recently, like uh, what is today, the ninth? You started at the first of the month. Um, how many employees have you got so far? And and uh, who's doing all the shipping and all that kind of stuff? Well, that's a really interesting question. I mean, obviously I'm doing a lot hands-on, but I have hired contractors to help me with all sorts of angles of things. So from logistics to fulfillment to you know my accounting, obviously, to uh, building all the uh, IT support and all the website development. So, I mean, I, if I had to really count, I'd probably have like 10 different people right now. Um, but right now we're really small and uh, hopefully we'll evolve from there. What I really, my goal would be to is actually to employ as many people as I can because, um, and give back and so they can live well and, you know, not only live well, but work well. Because <laughs> I really, my goal is also to really provide um, fulfilling employment for women, but not just women, for anybody that is interested and passionate about, you know, living well, sustainable products, natural products, and giving back to the world, really. Are you thinking about uh, putting them into retail stores, into brick and mortar stores? That's a possibility. Like right now, before COVID, I was thinking of actually going brick and mortar, and that was my goal. Um, but then I really, I've always believed in e-commerce because I always felt like that's, it's hard. So I would like to see some of my products, yes, in retail stores. I would like to even open a flagship Blue Skies Life where it's very experiential, but that would be down the road. Um, I think with COVID a lot in the pandemic, a lot of people have pivoted. Um, for me, I'm trying to build now and use the resources financially that I have um, and really channel that to an online, building the brand, building those online courses, the education. And then from there on, yes, I would love to have them in stores. And I would, my ultimate goal is to have a flagship store where people walk in, they can have an experience, have people they can talk to, experts, panels, events, where you're, there's a destination. It's not just about buying a product, but it's a place where you can go and you can feel, feel well, you can feel welcome. Um, that would be my ultimate goal. 
I got to say, for having a business that started this week and you've got orders and you're sitting here talking to me and you don't seem to be stressed out, so that's really good. Well, thank you. I've definitely had my moments. <laughs> Some sleepless nights um, trying to get everything in order because I had a, a goal that I wanted it to be open just before it was actually the lot that was beta tested March, like the week of last week of March. And then we went live uh, March 31st, I think it was. So, um, cause I didn't want to go live. I bit superstitious April fools. I was like, Oh, I don't know about that day, but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we have only been really technically open uh, online for, I guess, about a week. It feels longer because I've been working on this project for so long. But, yes, there's been stress. I won't lie. But, um, you know, taking some moments and self-care and, uh, you know, always I think I can say this to anyone out there starting a business. It's hard because you're trying to always, you know, accelerate and you want everything to happen immediately. But there has to be an element of patience. I'm probably that's one of not my my attributes patience has never been one of those but i'm trying and i'm working on it and so small steps just keep going keep going and and really self-care get sleep you know i i do put my i have these bath bombs and uh they with hemp seed oil in them but they're also infused with lemongrass and they're all natural there's no chemicals in them so i often take a bubble bath now it's not a bubble bath but a a bath bomb at night and that just decompresses me and i have a cup of my blue lotus tea which helps with dreams and relaxing so and i also carry raw honey so i really do live my products <laughs> so um and they do help me as well so i really hope that they do help others as well i'm just impressed that you that uh, the troubles that you've gone through losing a couple of husbands and and uh, being in the corporate world and being being a woman, you know, and we haven't talked about this. Maybe the next time we get together, we can uh, talk about what it's like you know, be, to be a woman executive, even in the 70s and 80s and 90s, which was would have been very difficult um, because of um, stuff that's coming out now that uh, behaviors of, of individuals that probably should have been called out in the illegal years and years and years ago. Uh, but so you, you've done, you've done really well. You should be, you should be extraordinarily proud of yourself. Oh, well, thank you so much. I mean, I I'm trying to take time to celebrate successes, but um, I'm, I'm learning that because people are like, Oh, you should be so proud. I'm like, I'm on to the next thing still. Right. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, I'm, 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 I thank you for saying that. And uh, just as a note, when you're talking about women, I'm also planning you know, have all these projects on the go, but um, they're all kind of under the Blue Skies umbrella. But Making Her Story will be a podcast that I'm working on to have launched in the summer. So stay tuned for that. And it's not just for having women on, but it's really about, instead of, instead of making history, I always have play on words. So making history, but instead of that, it's making her story. So uh, women from all walks of life or who identify or or men that champion women in some way or or have a story to tell that makes sense. Um, I will be having on the show because I really feel it's important that other women and other people, not just women, inspire, we inspire each other. Um, when I was going through a lot, you talk about the corporate world, which you can talk about another day, but yes, oh my God, I have a lot of stories to tell. There. So yeah, it's, um, things are hopefully changing, but I don't feel think much has changed really in the last, like when I look at all the things that I've gone through, um, harassment cases and so on, I nothing really changed from, you know, from probably from the seventies, really. I think I was young. I was born in the seventies, but um, in the eighties I was working. So, and it, it, nothing really changed. I couldn't believe like when I was 44 years old, I had to file a harassment case. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> it's so, but I think things are going forward and we need men to champion these things as well. And I think it's so fabulous that you bring this and highlight this issue because um, it's not always talked about amongst men. It seems to be always a women's issue. And, um, but I think we all have to work together. And I think, and that's, you know, for women's rights, for minority rights, for, you know, it doesn't matter. We should, we are all one people and we should all be supporting and elevating each other. And the world will be such a brighter place. It surely would. It would make a whole lot more sense for us. And, and by the way, it's not just, it's not just the fact that, that, uh, women have been, um, they get paid less, their hours, uh, their the, the employment conditions can be different. They have to put up with uh, social issues. They have to put up with all of these different things that that can affect them. And and what I what really bothers me is that the guys at the top, the CEOs, and I'm talking to a CEO today, and and who's working to make a difference. But the CEOs 
they allow that stuff to continue and it is not good for morale it is not good for productivity it is not good for the health of their business and they allow it anyway drives me crazy why people do that so toxic um because they well first of all they're getting a deal with the woman i even just about a year and a half ago i was speaking with people that you know that uh, i had worked with let's just say loosely in the past um, and I'm not naming any person here, but uh, it was a gentleman who said, I hire women because I can pay them half. That is that in my mind, that that is just that is that is so self-defeating and is so counterproductive because the, what does he th does he think people are stupid that you don't know that you're getting paid half? Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of, but then there's, you know, they can sometimes figure out situations if they know you're a single mom or anything like that, but, or they know people need a job. Like they do, they take advantage of it. And unfortunately, it causes obviously resentment with the employee, but, and eventually burnout. And, you know, they take advantage of the hours, the time, they're paying less, they're not respected, they're not given a voice. And that voice at the boardroom, or even if they're not in the boardroom, they can have a lot of value. Obviously, women's voices, especially for products, women are the decision makers when they're buying and purchasing for the family, not only for themselves. So take that feedback. I always find it really interesting that some of these, now we're starting to see like first woman and everything, but the first woman CEO, I think it was for, was it L'Oreal or Revlon? I can't remember. And I was thinking, these are women's products. It's amazing to me that they've never had, uh, you know, women in main, major leadership roles, especially as a CEO role until like what, a year ago. <laughs> and it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense because it's like most men like me, we might use aftershave or something, but most of the time it's like soap. That's what we put on our face. That's what we put on our body is soap. You guys put 500 chemicals on, <laughs> your, on your skin every day. You would know a hell of a lot more about it and what, what makes it work than, than we would. I would have no earthly idea. I, somebody could come in and sell me a product that or, or an ingredient for a product that was cheaper, and I'd buy it just because uh, it's cheaper rather than what it does to the body, what it does to people. And, uh, um, so that's why CEOs like you are important and, uh, run with that ball and make it and make it go. It's, it's going to be a great company. Thank you. I always say too, I like, um, my products, like my people, non-toxic. So if you're working in a non-toxic, non-toxic products and non-toxic people, cause you can have toxic people in the workplace. You can be putting toxic stuff on your body or living toxically. So take that non-toxic and just, um, yeah, make yourself clean in every which way, not just scrubbing yourself, but the people you surround yourself with as well and where you work. Exactly. And when you get to the point when you're going to put together the podcast, let me know. I can uh, point you to some uh, uh, products that, that that work for me and, and stuff like that, because it's it's getting so much easier to put on a quality podcast than it used to be. Uh, well, that is so exciting to hear, because it's been a project that I've been wanting to do this podcast literally for four years and I was so busy with work and being burnt out because uh, corporate burnout was one of those things. But yes, I would love to keep in touch and I would love to read maybe to be on my show because if you really are, you know, if you believe in championing women's rights and stories, I mean, and you're having me on here telling my story. Um, yeah, from basically, I call it from trauma, trauma to triumph. I mean, I'm still working on the triumph part, but it's a journey, right? And I think, you know, whether it's women or men or whoever, um, we should, as I said, we should be here to help tell each other's story, inspire each other and elevate. I like women a lot. I like women more than I like men generally. <laughs> well, I wish you were closer. I'd come in over and have a cup of tea with you. <laughs> that, would, that would be great fun. That would be great fun. So, uh, by the way, we've been talking with Christina Shea. She is the CEO of Blue Skies Life. And go to her uh, website, which is www.blueskieslife.com. That's skies with a Y for the Y chromosome. For I just made that up for you, by the way. So, <laughs> and it's uh, it's great having you here, uh, and I look forward to working with you in the future and watching your company just blossom and grow and become. And if you need if you need contacts, when you get to the point when you're looking for motivational speakers and those sorts oh. of folks i i run into them all the time so they they for some reason they want to come on my podcast so i'm amazing well you're very inspirational yourself so thank you again for having me it was a total pleasure well i i also had my uh, bad country music time <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, I, would, I would like to hear your story 
well, one of these days, <laughs> the next, the next day, because you're busy and I, I it's, it's four o'clock on Friday. I want you to wrap up and have that glass of wine that you were talking. Yes. About. And maybe we can do a country song duet. That'd be great. I don't That'd know how to sing. We might want to do this, but. <laughs> well, I'm, a, I'm of the mind that everybody goes through a period of, of, of their life that is difficult. And part of the reason that we do that is so that we can get, come out stronger on the other side so that we can stick to our guns and do what we know to be right. And well, that's what you're doing. You're very right. I'll add a final note to that because we are talking about that and blue skies. So when I was going through all those difficult times, I always looked to the blue skies and you can't appreciate the blue skies without the storms, just like you can't appreciate joy without sadness and tragedy sometimes. So unfortunately that's just how it rolls. And the storm clouds may roll, but they'll roll back out too. So um, that's why I'll leave the thought. Blue skies, live your blue skies. Life, even if it's not blue sky today, it'll be tomorrow or the next week. And I just want you to know from my heart that you know, I love what you're doing. And and I'm so sorry that you've lost uh, a lot in your life, especially a high school sweetheart. That, that That's terrible. But they're looking down at you and they're saying, you go, girl. You're doing a great job. Well, thank you. That really means a lot. Thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you. And by the way, I, I always like to give you, you, you the the last word, as it were. So if you'd like, whatever you'd like to tell our audience, please do. Well, I guess I've said so much already, but um, I, I will go stick with the why. I guess it's all about your why. Um, Blue Skies is about passion and purpose, but find your own why. You'll find your fulfillment. You'll find your happiness and live your life purposefully and intentionally and um Make kindness your new contagion. Let's get rid of COVID. Kindness is a new contagion. And if you'd like to follow, um, we often do post some inspirational, you know, content along obviously with uh, our website, but at uh, Instagram and Facebook at Blue Skies Life. Again, spelled with a Y. It's all about your why. Awesome. Thank you so much. If you'll hang out just a moment, I'm going to do this and then I'll be right back. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.